Who's ready for some Terrifier action? Make some noise. Please, welcome to the stage, if you will, Art the Clown, David Howard Thornton, and his daddy, the writer and creator of Terrifier, Damien Leone! Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to Michigan. Welcome to Astronomicon. Ah, thanks for having us. I know you guys are, I know one of you is an East Coast guy, the, uh, the writer, director, creator of Art the Clown. And I just wanted to start with a very simple question. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Who hurts you? I feel like. I got to say, um, my mother named me after the omen. So, and just introduced me to horror movies at a very young age. So I've been obsessed with them ever since. And, uh, and yeah, here I am, yeah. Well, I know you dragged Art out of a very specific nightmare. Uh, he's not your standard serial killer clown. We've seen plenty of those. You seem to like to toy with your victims a little bit. I'm uh, talking to you there, Buster Keaton, BTK. <laughs> However you want to mash it up. Where did you drag the nightmare that is this man, this, this silent, this deadly, is he supernatural, is he just crazy? <laughs> well, I, I guess that, like, my love of horror and villains in general, I always loved villains, and also my love of, like, great silent film actors or great silent comedians. So I grew up, my parents gave me a great education in film, so I, I, I grew up watching the greats like Chaplin, Keaton, <laughs> you know, Marx Brothers, all that, Mr. Bean. So I, I kind of like in my head made art like this bastard child of Harpo Marx and Freddy Krueger. That's a definitely a fantastic way to describe him. I know his look is very specific and kind of came from a very specific place to clash with other famous, you know, theatrical clowns like himself. What can you tell us about that, Damon? Yeah, I mean, I really got to give a lot of thanks to Pennywise because when I made him uh, like the first time the first short film he was in that I did was in about 2006 and that was the first time art made an appearance and I knew I wanted to tackle some sort of killer clown but I knew I had to stray as far away from Pennywise as possible because you know he's the king I mean of course this was the Tim Curry Pennywise at the time um, but he's the king of killer clowns and I didn't want to like step on his toes or you know in his arena so if you go, if you look at the both of them, they're really like complete opposites. Like one has a lot of hair, one's colorful, you know, one speaks, one doesn't, one uses weapons, one. So that's really where that came from. And, you know, the structure of his face was just a very classic devil, very pointed nose, pointed chin, like, a, and the Joker from the comic book. I mean, if you look at art, it's a little bit like that mixed with a, a zombie, like a very gaunt facial features and stuff. So that's right. And I mean, you're a facial damn near contortionist behind that makeup, and I've seen you behind a few other makeups, including the Joker, which I'm sure led to some inspiration. Mm -hmm. As a makeup <laughs> effects guy, you know, that's where you came from. Is that where your horror background lies? I know you grew up in this. Yeah, I, I, that's all, like filmmaking, like I, it started with just a love for horror, all films really, but um, always had a love for horror. But when I was about eight, I discovered uh, Tom Savini's Scream Greats, which was, yeah, that's my guy. That, Tom Savini is why we're all in this room right now. He is the reason why, because that was the first time I was introduced to special makeup effects, and it just blew my mind just seeing how the monsters were made. 
And, and then that led into filmmaking as a whole. You know, first it started with me doing special effects and filming them, and then I got really interested in just, you know, being a director. So that's where it all started. You know. So Ninth Circle obviously became the short terrifier, which became All Hallows Eve, mm -hmm. which turned into the, the feature link terrifier film that we all know, love, and binge on Netflix when we're bored. <laughs> How hard was it? <laughs> How hard was it for you to continue to expand the storyline of Art the Clown without giving away literally anything as to his backstory, origin, family members, what he likes to do in his spare time? Ooh. Uh, you want to take that one? Oh, boy. How, how are you? Like, <clears throat> I mean, we plan on... Okay, so we're, we're filming the sequel right now. We're actually almost finished uh, with uh, principal photography, and it's... It's gonna be wild. Hear it for that. It's gonna be wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, it's like we're. I can't really give too much away, but I don't want to leave his character completely in the dark because I feel like, as a writer, that's a bit of a cop out not to give you guys something. But I also don't want to give too much where it ruins, you know, everything that makes him mysterious, like the mystique about him. So. But you're gonna you're gonna get more information. There's a lot. This is a lot more of a traditional sort of narrative. There's a bigger story, a much bigger story in this one. Um, a lot more characters, a lot more character development. It's a totally different film as a whole, but it keeps all the elements that you love from the first one. So it's it's exciting. I think we've definitely upped the ante on a lot of things we did in the first one. We're we're not pulling back at all on the kills, especially yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's definitely a lot of torturing going on. So don't worry, there's gonna be a lot of blood. <laughs> no, it's gonna it's probably gonna be worse. I mean, we're trying yeah. to trying to top the hacksaw scene a, a few times. So you know. Yeah, yeah. We we filmed it. We filmed this one scene about a month or so ago, and it's like. I think it's going to rival the, ta the, the the hacksaw scene, you know, just the sheer brutality. It's like, he's mean in this scene. It's like, <laughs> he, uh, it's, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, because he does just kind of, like, laud in that brutality and yeah. taking that selfie and, and everything and just the pure enjoyment, you know, of it. Um, you, you said you're almost done with principal photography on number two. Mm -hmm. It must be nice going into the end of a project knowing you're not going to spend the next two years of your life trying to sell it. That's true, that's true. I mean, we don't have distribution lined up uh, at the moment, but uh, it's certainly gonna be a lot easier at, at this point. So. I mean, I know your journey was definitely an uphill one, if you wouldn't mind telling the people about how hard it was to take something that brutal from your brain, not just to the screen, but into that idiot box in everybody's home. Yeah, no, we're, we're so lucky that Netflix picked it up for sure, but when we first made it and uh, we're shopping it around, Nobody wanted it. This was before um, this was before it came out as well. I knew it was coming out. And I knew Rob Zombie was making 31, so I knew clowns were going to be big. But all the distributors and the, even the the producer who put out All Hallows Eve was like, clowns. They just they don't sell. They're never going to sell. You know, this is like really. This is what I had to deal with. And I'm like, you know, you know, I'm like, these things are cyclical. I think this is gonna happen. I think clowns are gonna be the next big thing. I really do. And um, but they didn't care. But you know, thankfully, like this one company, Epic, they did pick it up. Uh, Steve Barton, who was um, with, um, why am I blanking on his uh, Dread Central? Dread Central, yeah. 
he really, really fought for it. Like he saw it and he was like, he was the one who was trying to convince them desperately saying, I, I think these guys have something here. This could be the next horror icon, like really getting, and they were just like, oh man, he was like really twisting their arm. So I got to thank him as well. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see places like Dread Cedral and uh, Shudder, for example, or even Bloomhouse keep that Fangoria 80s, Hell you know, yeah. independent spirit. You know, the back of the Fangoria magazine is where I first got introduced to Tom Savini's school. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Trying to save those pennies to go out to Pittsburgh yeah. to learn how to do yep. makeup effects. Um, where did you, are you self-taught? Are you a formal trained makeup effects technician? Nope, absolutely not. All self-taught on all areas of filmmaking and special effects. Really? Yep. Just practicing in my room, destroying uh, my mother's house. <laughs> well, that's actually amazing, given I mean the, the the sheer level of the effect and the practical nature of it, especially today with the digital. You can't even get a squib in some you know current horror movies. It's a digital effect that looks like a gunshot wound, right. and it's terrible on the big screen yeah. but something with you guys are doing you actually have the body hanging from the roof it's coming apart there is oh, yeah, yeah. there's nothing being added you're going through tens of gallons oh, yeah. of blood we yeah we literally just went through this the other night filming one of these uh one of these kill scenes <laughs> the traditional way with all blood pumps and just destroying the set that we built had and hoses taped up my arm all yeah, kinds of having to get my arm at a certain angle so you don't see the tube and all that. And it's, it's five o'clock in the morning on a 17-hour yeah. day, and just everybody's covered in blood. It's oh, miserable. God. It's miserable. Yeah. And but you just got it. So sticky. <laughs> it's so sticky. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks way better than like cartoon blood flying around. So you just suck it up and and do it and do as many takes as as you have to. Yeah. We almost thought like acting well, um, with like trauma. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I grew up watching the Toxic Avenger, the first one. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That little kid getting his head uh, run over is still pretty disturbing, right? And, that, and that's typically where we would see, you know, stuff of your guys' level of brutality would be in that super independent, almost mail-order variety back in the 80s and 90s, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You almost yeah. had to send away for these things. But what do you think about the explosion of new horror? With all these streaming platforms, there's a lot of different types of horror. Not all of it is gore-based like yours. Something like Midsummer, which was you know, critically acclaimed this, yeah. you know, this past summertime, mm -hmm. was mostly shot in complete light, no use of darkness, with these new independent platforms, it's, it's giving people like you carte blanche to do whatever the hell you want. Which is great, which is great. I mean, I don't even, I don't even aim at this point to, you know, I don't even think to have a movie play in a theater or worry about uh, an R rating or anything like that. I just go out and make, make the movie that I want to make. And it's amazing that even Netflix is mainstream. Like you said, everybody has that in their house and they don't, don't give a shit about showing like that hacksaw scene. They didn't have one problem. We never heard one word from them. They just took the movie, threw it up, and so it's fantastic. And all, having all these streaming services and these different platforms just give filmmakers, you know, more options like to get their their film seen and picked up. So it's. I 
Well, that, that's what I like about this, too, is it's giving um, a lot of independent filmmakers these chances to actually take some risks, because I think that's what's been happening a lot in the mainstream horror, is like, it, people are, they're trying to tone down a lot of the things you see in these films, and so people aren't taking the risks, but with independent films where, where you don't really have to worry about the ratings as much, you can go to these places that a lot of people are afraid to go to anymore. And, you know, I, I think that's what's fun about what we're doing. We're like, yeah, we want to do some crazy stuff, and we don't have someone come down on us and say, no, you can't do that. That's, that's going to be too graphic or something like that. We can just go, okay, sure, let's do it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, with all these platforms, it's like being a bunch of outlaws in the wild, wild west because you used to be a slave to the MPAA. And you were shaving individual frames of brain matter in the yeah. rush to come down from an NC-17. Did you even try? Did you ever think that you could deliver a suitable cut of this film to the MPAA that wasn't four minutes long? Yeah, it would have been terrible. It would have been a terrible. Because the, you know, the movie, the special effects in the film are almost like a star in and of themselves. You know? So if you took that out, that movie would lose all of its power or a big chunk of it anyway. Like he's he's a great character, you know. He could probably stand on his own without it, but it still wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same at all if he wasn't that vicious graphic killer, you know. Well, on top of that, you guys have certainly created a nearly almost iconic character in art. You know, I see toys already popping up. I know you guys have a line of official Terrifier branded Halloween masks mm -hmm. dropping yeah. this this you know autumn in 2020, so you can go home and you can be Art the Clown and cut your next door neighbor in half. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if anything I'm not suggesting that what if anything can you tell us about plot points storyline characters anybody returning is there going to be the rope of dope with the timeline again what's what's going on with Terrifier 2 or do you want to give me a, a lame no comment so um, who's returning that we've already uh, announced well we know Samantha Scafidi's yeah. returning who is Victoria the mutilated final girl at the end of Terrifier 1 and how are you going to yeah. do that to that poor lady? Like, <laughs> leave that poor girl alone. It's yep, interesting yep. what we're doing with her. So. Yep. Yep. Um, the other one, I think she's kind of a good doctor. Oh, no, that's the one that was coming back. Yeah, she's not coming back. Oh, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> she's not coming back. <laughs> she ain't coming back. I mean, all the duct tape in the world is not going to fix that. The, the only like questionable re resurrection, I think, was actually art. The only questionable resurrection has been right, art so right. far. Because there's, you know, there is a touch of supernatural to him, but then he busts a cap in somebody, and it's like, wait, what? So Art Street, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I've said this before, but obviously he comes back. So now you know going into part two, he's supernatural. So there's a lot of slashers where they're all, they all become supernatural because basically how are you not going to have them supernatural when you make a part eight? I mean, so, but they never really explain why or how they come back. They just bring them back. You don't know what supernatural entity is really giving them that power. So we're really exploring that in this one. So that supernatural element is a huge character in this, in this movie. Will it tie to the demonic cult we've seen him quasi-delivering folk to previously? I can't say. Yeah, I can't say. Damn it. <laughs> well, I've heard rumors that maybe we're not going to stop at a number two, that maybe you already have plans to make this a trilogy of Art the Clown you know, gore porn action. Yeah, it's true. We already put that out there. So I, I do want to make a, a trilogy. Now, do you plan on stopping there, or do you think we might get Art the Clown in space? Maybe Art the Clown <laughs> strikes back. I would, um, Art goes back in The time. rise of Art the Clown. Art the Clown. Back to the hood. Yeah. 
Art in the Hood. Oh, that would be fun. I would, I would honestly love to stop at part three because I feel like we were putting so much into the story of two and three and so much into the kills where I really don't know what's left. We're exploring so much of this character. So I don't want to make a, I don't want to make more if the well is dry and just really trying. But I mean, we'll see. You never know what idea will pop up, what I'll come up with down the line. If I could bring him back, I don't know. Who knows what's what's going to happen? If I'm living on the street, and I will absolutely do. Hey, it for see in the crowds, you're pulling at some of these things. I don't think that's going to happen. I see Let's your schedule. Time travel. When, when you're not filming, you're clearly you know you're at these conventions. What you, what is your favorite part of uh, interacting with the fans like this and and being able to see the effect that, that your art has had, pun intended, on people at home. That's my favorite part, is just, have, is just talking to people and seeing them come up, especially seeing little kids, like, because that was me. My mother used to take me to these when I was a little kid, so uh, that's, you know, I, I, I see me when I see them, so I get that joy vicariously through them again. I especially love the cosplay, too, because I used to cosplay as a lot as Joker, so I, I appreciate that. So it's, it's been kind of surreal when we've seen people cosplaying as art or other characters from the film as well. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa, that's so because cool, it's like it's you only cosplay things you love, so like it's so cool to see people love the characters so much, and that and the artwork people come. I, I've I've had I have people yeah. bring me artwork, and it's 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 uh, it's amazing just seeing the talent that other people have out there, and I'm I'm so glad that, you know this gives people a, 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 a way to share those talents as well with others too. So it's it's it's, it's always fun. I always love just going around to the different vendors, see what all's out there as yeah. well. It's just. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Can't complain. I also want to say, going back to Terrifier 2, what I could say, what I'm actually most excited for with that movie. I mean, we completely deliver with art. I mean, he's in the entire movie. There's plenty of kills, like, like you said, rivaling the hacksaw scene. But the entire movie is based on this girl, this our lead heroine, who's like one of my favorite. I'm so excited for you guys to see this character. It's like this really awesome badass character. That's going to be cool. You're going to see the two of them go at it. She's oh. so good. Yeah, yeah. She's so good. So I'm a proper final girl instead of one without a face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody out there got any questions for the duo up here? You got any questions? <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> is, he, is Art ever going to speak? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what makes him more interesting is his utter silence. It's just, it's, you don't, because I think if he did speak, whatever he sounded like would never, never be satisfying to, to anybody. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was just like, everybody has some kind of version of how he would sound in their head. And it's like, nah, nah, nah. It's just like, you know, giving away Joker's origin, you know, in the comics. You don't do that. It's fun kind of having like an idea of who he might be, but not fully saying what he is. So. Yeah, you don't want to do that. He's an ancient evil. Other than that, wait for Terrifier 2. Any timeline at all? Timeline? Yeah, on uh, it being done. Um, we're aiming for October. Yeah, because, again, it's a Halloween-based movie, so that would be ideal. Yeah. But we'll see how far we get. Hi, I'm Tom. Um, I got a question for you. Okay, lately, the world's been running on horror from zombies. What do you think the chances are? Because it's starting to wind down. People are getting zombied out. That clowns, evil clowns, other clowns might be taking over. 
mean, they had it in American Horror Story. They mm -hmm. had a clown. They got you. They got Pennywise. And yeah, Rob, Rob Zombie, thirty-one. I mean, I think it's happening right right now. I think clowns are not, not to mention the clowns that were showing up on people's streets on their social media. So maybe we are seeing. <laughs> I hate to say, maybe you guys had something to do with that little we social media pop that occurred. Yeah. Funny you should bring that up. <laughs> Funny I should bring that up, huh? What does that mean? That's, that is our Terrifier 2 family. Those are our, our associate producers, our other production company, Fuzz on the Lens. They, they actually started that whole craze. So that was like an ARG. Before we yeah. even knew them. Oh, yeah. the so it just was a happy accident that it's like almost viral marketing. Across, across yeah, the, the guy yeah. you see me behead in the first one, the exterminator. He yeah. was the Staten Island clown. And the two cops at the end, it's that yeah. trio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's an amazing connection. Yeah, we're, like, yeah we're, we're, we've been living with them Easter for egg. the past uh, six months. The <laughs> that greatest. is a super fun Easter egg. And it is, you know, you can take that idea for marketing of Terrifier 2 if you want to go ahead and go a little viral with it. All right, here you go. Your, your big chance. I'm going to say, leave me alone. Yeah, I have to ask... Uh, how much, uh, say, inspiration uh, did you get from movies like uh, Adam Green's Hatchet or Chrome Skull? Because they're kind of similar in that they're slashers, but slashers have been traditionally not like gratuitously violent and like have the over the yeah. over the top special effects. So, how much did those movies inspire Terrifier? Or I'm, actually, Clown? I'm ashamed to say I've only seen clips of both of those movies. I haven't seen them yet. So, like, so my f love comes from like the movies that even inspired those movies. So the 80s slashers, like all the Savini ones, like Maniac, The Prowler, Friday, you know, the original Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original is like my favorite. But he's really, he's just like a combination of all those great things that I grew up loving. Like there, there's an element from every slasher in art when you break it down. Yeah, I know Friday 6 is one of your personal favorites from it some is. of the research yep. I had yep. done, you know, Four the effects they did on that. And you seem to have found quite an awesome muse here when it comes to your special effects. But in a dream world, and this is just, you know, off topic completely, who would be somebody from the horror pantheon of stars who you would love to apply makeup oh to? God. Wow, that's, that's apply makeup to. That's a great question. Like, what character would you like to reimagine in your special effects style? Oh, I would love And for get, the, say, a cane and create your own Jason the way Savini did. I would love for the two of us to be able to, like, reboot Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> with, his, with his fate? Are you, would you keep him? I'd like to. He was scary or quiet. I will say that. What, would he, would Freddy be scary? Scarier was Fred. He was, oh, Fre he was scary or quiet, From, for like, sure. I can't, yeah, nobody yeah, can play with that. Oh, definitely, but, definitely. Yeah, that would be cool as hell. I would love for him to do me as Joker one time, just do full on Joker, just like, like comic book version of Joker. So that, that would be fun for me, at least. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I hear him speak <laughs> enough. Any other questions from the audience? Anybody? Anybody? Are you, you remember? <laughs> hold on, don't yell. Don't oh, she yell. Doesn't need her I got no, I know she doesn't. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it over here. <laughs> so, um, this shit is about to end. Are you guys gonna party hard after this? Because it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. Hell yeah, we'll party. We'll, party we'll show with up. The we'll be there. All no. right? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are gonna be here all weekend. I know you've got, uh, Photo ops scheduled in makeup when? Mm -hmm. Today, tomorrow? tomorrow? Just tomorrow, tomorrow Sunday? One o'clock. Okay. 
So tomorrow at 1 o'clock, if you've not done so, make sure you go and get that Terrifier Art the Clown in costume photo op. You won't be speaking? Oh, you're getting an Art the Clown first tomorrow, too, because I'm actually going to be Bloody Art tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you heard it here, Bloody Art. Yeah. Is that a con debut? He's, yeah, yeah. First that's a, ever that's a convention debut right here at Astronomic. I'll make some noise for that shit. <laughs> you can't get more excited and, than for con exclusives going down. He's actually in the Terrifier 2 costume that we're actually filming with right now. Exclusive. Yeah, so. I need a drop. Somebody hit me with like a Funkmaster Flex. You're Exclusive. Real art experience tomorrow. <laughs> How, how much time has come down from the first time you applied the Art the Clown makeup to how quickly you can do it now? Because somebody told me you do that. I, I've watched the time lapse of you doing the video, and somebody had actually said you do that the most difficult way you could. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man, I taught myself in my room, you know? So, um, but I, we've gotten it down to yeah. some, if I'm really focused, the problem is, is I'm usually doing a hundred other things while I'm applying the makeup. So it's hard to tell, but uh, getting it down to like two hours if I really just focus and rush and I get to pre-paint the mask, which isn't bad, but sometimes it takes like three hours. Yeah, the, the pre-paint does a lot. For it, it also depends on how the prosthetic comes out. Like sometimes uh, I have to work a lot more on the edges to blend them into his face. Uh, sometimes it's big holes in the nose and I don't have time to run another one, so I just have to patch everything up. He could know? just be having a bad skin day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like the acne. It's just like... I mean, it's got to be nerve-wracking being one man, show the way you are, you know, directing, writing, going over script changes, handling talent, and spending hours with this man in the chair, it's, plus it, prepping, yeah. it's you know. It's tough, man, and, and, like, even though our budget's a lot bigger this time, it's, like, the amount of work that's, st we're still making, like, a $20 million movie with the budget that we have, you know, it's a ridiculous, like, when you see the movie and then you find out how much we have to work with, like, you really won't believe that we pulled it off. So like I still try desperately to bring other makeup artists on and pay them a pretty nice sum of money and they it's still not enough for them to come on and do what we need them to do. So like we had them come on for a few days and do a couple little things here and there and then they wind up leaving the project and I'm still back to where I was in the first one just doing pretty much everything on my own with the with the effects. So it's it's pretty tough. But. And I'm sure with something like this that's your baby, it's kind of hard to turn it over to somebody else and, really, and trust is. them with the, really you know, is, the quality control. It really is, I did it and I had a really talented girl. I mean, she's still doing little things, but I had her for the first time ever apply the, the makeup. And it was, it was great because it's like, yeah, get this. You know, I got a million other things. I'd rather focus on the directing. Is that what you rather would be doing? You'd rather be in the director's chair handling, handling talent than doing the... You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. But you still want to do the character design. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love... Even, even like the production design, I love like all that stuff. Yeah. Like the He's old, very meticulous. Yeah, the visual element of the whole movie, I'm like so into. But I would love to have a major makeup company crew come in and handle all of it. I would have no problem with that whatsoever. Are you constantly in a notebook sketching new creatures, new characters, new clowns, perhaps to join Art's little clown car? Oh, yeah, I'm always, always doodling, always sketching, yeah. Well, would we ever see maybe a mini Art running around? <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, we'll see. You never know. You never well, know. I think everybody's looking forward to Terrifier 2. Everybody definitely enjoyed Terrifier 1. I'm looking forward oh, to Terrifier you. 3 and beyond Terrifier in Space, Back <laughs> to the Hood, all that. You guys will be at your table signing autographs, taking pictures. Oh, you got another question? Cool. Before I wrap it up, definitely. 
my how you doing? What's up? This man? is my third time uh, coming, and I uh, just but I just wanted to ask though, how would you? I mean, both of you, but Damien, yeah. in particular, about like say a couple years down the road or something, somebody maybe ten, somebody wants to reboot Terrifier, like somebody just did Don Mancini on uh, you know a Child's Play, which was garbage, yeah. I think. How how would you feel about that? That's a, that's a good question, man. I think about that. Like, right now, I can't even imagine that um, anybody taking it away from me or doing something with it. But I think if I said all I had to say with it, and I just felt, like I said, I made, like, a solid trilogy, and it was great. I was happy with it, and I literally had nothing else to give. I don't know. And if there was still such a love for it, and people just wanted to see it keep going, maybe, you know? And if there was a nice amount of money they were going to pay me for it. And I was going to say, you're in a position to say no because, yeah. you know, like most independent things, you retained this IP, I hope. Or yeah. at least some of it. Enough of it to say no. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we, we own it all now. I mean, we could do whatever we want with it, thankfully. Um, but again, like, there's so many other projects I want to tackle. Like, I love doing it right now. I love, you know, exploring this character. But, but you know. It's funny, we were talking about zombies. My dream project is to make a, like my sort of George Romero zombie movie. That's my dream project. They run? Yeah. What's that? Do they run? No, they don't run. Good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I can't be having those running ones, man. This would be like right in the middle of like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Like in that world, just like another story going on. I didn't see that. Listen, fast zombies... We're all dead. I'm dead. I'm terrified. Even more than terrifier. I'm terrified. Yeah. 28 days later, they're terrifying. Return, but nobody get. Why does nobody give Return of the Living Dead the credit for the first fast-running zombie? Like they always go to like the remake of Dawn of the Dead or 28 Days Later. It's like oh, Roadhouse. <laughs> if there are no other questions, you guys are going to be at your table all weekend signing autographs, taking pictures, meeting the fans. Make sure you go see these guys. Like I said, tomorrow, 1 p.m., Art the Clown in the exclusive Bloody Terrifier 2 Art the Clown costume. Pro photo op available behind the black curtain. Astronomicon 3, please make some noise for the team behind Terrifier. David Howard Thornton, Damian Leone, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you, guys. We are back in here at 8 o'clock for the script read with Twisted and you're not getting picked. <laughs>